0: Welcome to this worship service at the Old Presbyterian Meeting House in Alexandria, Virginia. We hope you will join us some Sunday morning here in Old Town Alexandria. Again, welcome. Good
1: morning and welcome to worship on this glorious Lord's Day. Wherever you are on your journey of faith, know that you are welcome here. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us worship God.
0: Good morning. Our first scripture reading this morning is from Psalm 27, verses 1 and verses 4 through 9. Listen for God's word. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? One thing I asked of the Lord, that I will seek after, to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in the Lord's temple. For the Lord will hide me in God's shelter in the day of trouble. The Lord will conceal me under the cover of God's tent. The Lord will set me high on a rock Now my head is lifted above my enemies all around me, and I will offer in God's tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. Come, my heart says, seek God's face. Your face Lord, do I seek? Do not hide your face from me. Here ends this reading.
1: Our second lesson this morning comes to us from the gospel according to Matthew, chapter 4, verses 12 through 23. Again, listen for God's word. Now, when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned from that time jesus began to proclaim repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near as he walked by the sea of galilee he saw two brothers simon who is called peter and andrew his brother casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen and he said to them follow me and i will make you fish for people immediately they left their nets And followed him. As he went from there he saw two other brothers, James son of Zebedee and his brother John in the boat with their father Zebedee mending their nets and he called them. Immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength, and our Redeemer. Amen. I'm not sure we're allowed to be ordained as ministers if we don't have a fishing story. Because at some point, we will all preach on this text. The men in my family all loved to fish. Some of my dad's fondest childhood memories were fishing in a river with his dad. So as soon as he thought I was old enough, he took me out in a rowboat on one of the many lakes near where we lived in Minnesota. I was three. He cast out with his rod and explained how the whole thing worked. I remember sitting out in the middle of the lake, alone with my dad, enjoying the sun. I don't actually remember anything else, but it's one of those oft-recounted family stories. Eventually, my dad got a tug on the line and reeled in a fish. My job was to scoop under it with my little net, which I did, eager to help. Dad took it off the hook and put it in a bucket of water in the boat, explaining we could take it home and cook it for dinner. I asked, do his wife and babies know he's not coming home for dinner? Apparently, my dad's eyes filled with tears, and he threw it back into the lake. (laughs) I never went fishing again. (laughs) Maybe that was the beginning of my own journey following God's call to bring good news to the oppressed and release to the captives. (laughs) Even if they were, in this case, fish. There's a lot of fishing also in the Oscar-winning documentary, March of the Penguins narrated by Morgan Freeman, who always sounds like the voice of God to me. It follows the early and yearly pilgrimage of the emperor penguins in Antarctica, who leave plenty of fish in the sea each fall to journey inland to their ancestral breeding grounds. In order for their offspring to survive, both parents must make multiple long trips back to the sea in order to sustain themselves and their newborn chick. The penguins don't mate for life, only for a season. Yet miraculously, they're able to reconnect with their mate after each perilous journey by answering the other's call. Follow the sound of my special penguin call, they squawk in their own unique song. And they do follow. Their penguin purpose has been imprinted on their DNA for thousands of years. So once a year, they gather together as a community To create new life, finding a mate, and journeying back to fish repeatedly, always knowing instinctively whose penguin call to follow. We too are imprinted deep in our DNA with a divine peace, a memory of God, and I believe God has a memory of us. And one day we will find each other, even if it takes a lifetime of listening for God's voice, God's unique call to each of us. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. These fishermen, Peter and Andrew and James and John, respond to Jesus' call to discipleship to follow him as if they'd been waiting all their lives for Christ's call, as if they'd been imprinted with an ancient memory of God. They follow immediately, we're told twice, leaving their lucrative fishing businesses and the life they knew. They leave behind the tools of their trade, their nets, as well as their future net profits, their net worth, their safety nets. And for so many of us, isn't that the bottom line? But is it God's? God calls us to love and honor God by loving and caring for one another, by bearing witness, by spreading the good news of that radical love with everyone we meet. Far easier said than done, I know. But that's what we spend our lives figuring out. We wake up and thank God each morning for another opportunity to love and serve. We ask ourselves, how can I make my loved one's life a little better today? Or my colleagues? Or my neighbors? Because another implication of the word net is network. Like the World Wide Web, or before that, the long-valued social safety net, this country is so conflicted about providing for its citizens right now. The internet and all the social media platforms it spawned are supposed to make us feel connected. But are we? Nets can ensnare, too, as in spending so much time online that we lose interest in actual contact, or as in seeing ourselves only in terms of net worth, making money our bottom line. Leave those nets, Jesus demands, Think bigger. I will teach you to fish for people. Gather them, call them, teach them, help them. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. Peter and Andrew and James and John did just that. They followed. And we think, oh, well, of course they followed Jesus. He was the Messiah. What an adventure, an amazing opportunity for these peasant fishermen to leave all that manual labor behind and follow the biggest rock star of their day. Well, they didn't know he was the Messiah at the time. They didn't know what their journey would entail. They didn't know they'd see him arrested and killed. Or that after Jesus' execution, Peter and James and Andrew would be beheaded, stabbed, and crucified too, respectively. They left lucrative businesses, not to mention their homes and families, to follow Jesus. And there's no indication Jesus promised to house or feed them, no suggestion of upward mobility in this sudden change of profession from fishing to fishing for people. They responded immediately, without question, answering God's call to radical obedience. Well, that's terrific for them, right? And you might even allow it's been a good thing for Rocky or Ann or me to leave other opportunities or professions to go off to seminary, answering God's call to ministry, because we get paid for it. It's our job. But this focus on net profit, income, money, is not where God's focus is. The psalm we heard earlier begins, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Or of what shall I be afraid, we might ask now, when national politics and global economics feel more of a threat to our well-being than roving bands of invaders or armies, kings, or people who would oppress which was the fear when this psalm was written. What do we fear? Not having enough in our bank accounts? Not having security for our families? Not having our health? Not having a safety net? The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. How can we fish for people? spread god's good news follow jesus leadership if we are ensnared in our own nets of selfishness and fear of scarcity is there a symbolic boat with a metaphorical anchor holding us back we are everyday people called yes called to follow jesus example we don't have to leave our families and all go off to seminary. These disciples continued to use their skill sets just for a different purpose and under different leadership. What they left behind were those nets that ensnared. They took a leap of faith following God's call. What is our call to follow, each of us? What is our call as a church? We're walking alongside our pastor and his family in deep grief and we're looking with energy and hope to this next year of worship, education, pastoral care, mission and outreach. And we're praying for every heart to be open, to let go of our nets and continue to give generously to support and expand our ministries, to follow God's call to abundant life. That's what discipleship is all about. And that's what Jesus' ministry was about. This gospel passage marks the beginning of that ministry on earth. So how do we begin ours? Again, or maybe for the first time? How do we follow? our leader. We show up, help out. When we go to the grocery store, we might thank God we're there with money in our pockets and buy an extra bag of food to bring in for our donations to the Alive Food Pantry. You'd be surprised by who is in need. We might give generously next week in our Sensibility and Super Bowl of Caring collections, which contribute to scholarships for our high school students who travel to the Montreat Youth Conference, where they'll join with teens from all around the country, casting nets far beyond these sanctuary walls in prayer and fellowship and service. The possibilities and opportunities to walk in the light, to serve God through this faith community are literally endless. I invite us to reflect on what God is calling each of us to right now. And to help jumpstart our imaginations, I invite you to take one of the blue slips of paper in the fellowship pads and write one thing you pledge to God, to yourself, to do now, to serve, to follow Jesus' example. Don't put your name on it but do put it in the offering plate later. I'll compile them this week and we can all pray about where God is calling us individually and as a community of faith right now. In his book, Reflecting on Light in the Darkness, called Prayers for a Privileged People, Walter Bugerman explores God's call to us asking, how will we answer Christ's call to follow his lead. He writes, you speak words of promise and we answer. A thousand times we answer in a thousand tongues. We answer in hymns of praise. We answer in songs of thanksgiving. We answer in lyrics of gladness. We answer in candor about hurt. We answer in abrasive anger. We answer in deep abandonment. We answer and draw close to you. And in answering, we are changed, given freedom, come to truth, bound in obedience. We answer and are yours, all yours, not our own. Yours and glad that we belong to you, our faithful savior. And I will add, Jesus, where you go, we will follow forever. Thanks be to God. Amen.